Back to the crossover podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And oh boy, you are about to get uh, some sports talk as we are back talking week two in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? Just fine, thank you, Matthew. All right, good to have you back. Uh, and rounding out our trifecta, as always, this is his brother Craig. How's it going, Craig? Wonderfully, thank you. All right, a uh, bit of breaking news as of 10 minutes ago. I'm not sure. Uh, we, we just kind of discussed the preliminaries of it uh, while uh, we were getting ready to start the pod. Um, after we recorded last week, obviously Antonio Brown was not a member of the New England Patriots. Uh, he currently is a member of the New England Patriots, but... Uh, Perhaps he won't be playing this weekend for said New England Patriots. Not that they really need him anyway, because uh, quite frankly, I think we're all just wasting our time until the Patriots win the Super Bowl. What do you think, Craig? Well, I don't know how long it's going to take for the NFL to figure out this this situation. I, I would suspect that it's not something we get the result of this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that said, the accusations here are pretty serious. The accusation here would be that uh, Brown exposed himself to a trainer at one point and then later uh, uh, later ejaculated on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, different incidents where this would have occurred. Uh, there is a text message that uh, this woman says is from Antonio Brown where he essentially says that, essentially he says, yes, I did everything that uh, you were accusing me of. Um, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> right. Essentially, uh, there's, that, there's mm-hmm. that tone to it. Um, so again, I don't know if as far as the on-field stuff, goes if that is going to uh impact what happens this season but uh i will say that from an off-field perspective i very much hope that uh, um whatever justice needs to be carried out here is uh, is is carried out and uh we'll have to see how it gets settled in the courtroom yeah as you were talking they just uh i believe what looks to be antonio brown's lawyer released some sort of a statement uh I don't want to say his name. <laughs> well, I guess I could just say his name, but like it's, I don't know. His lawyer seems to be named Darren. I'll say his first name, and that's as far as I'll take it. And uh, they just released a statement that is on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> just uh, just a whirlwind from Antonio Brown this off season and 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 the start of this season. And God, like just bizarre, bizarre crap uh, all around from from this man. I I don't even. I mean, we didn't get a chance last week to talk about uh, him joining the Patriots, but I got to say, it really seemed like that was like, I don't get into the sports conspiracy theories quite that often. I try not to. Most of it's nonsense. But boy, he signed with the pay. They had the contract ready for the Patriots right quick, didn't they? I think that the Patriots would have been prepared for the eventuality that uh, things looked like they were going terribly in Oakland for um, yeah. some time before that occurred. So I don't think they would have been floored by the fact that he was released. It just and reminded it, me, just the way the, the events led up to him ending up in Oakland anyway, because obviously the Steelers kind of ate some money there to 
more or less keep him away from the Patriots, like keep Brown away from the Patriots. It, it, it was it was so reminiscent, Bill, of when Brett Favre ended up with your boys back in in 07, right? When uh, when when he had to, Favre had to spend that one year with the Jets, right? Where it was like it, it was just like, all right, we're not trading you to the Vikings, but you, uh, you want to get out of here because we got this. Air, yeah, there's got, on that Jets Packers trade yeah. that. Have, are played it down for the Vikings during the the arrest of his contract yeah. that the uh, Packers were owed a first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> then, so, yeah. Yeah. So there was so there was that, and then you know once the contract ran out, he promptly went ahead and signed with your boys, Bill, who looked damn good this week. Yep. Um, and that that the first Minnesota Brett Favre season, mm-hmm. one like, of his best. Yeah, that was one of the best seasons ever had. He was he was incredible that season. The second yeah. Minnesota. Brett Favre season, total disaster. But the first one, incredible. Yeah, he had uh, he had like 40 touchdowns and three interceptions or something like that. I remember yeah. I had him in fantasy. Yeah, I remember I had him in fantasy, and I was like, this can't possibly keep happening. right? Like, and uh, and it, it randomly did. Uh, I remember I got laughed at for drafting Brett Favre that year, too. And I was like, ah, what the hell? Backup quarterback. <laughs> um, yeah, bit of an interesting week in football. I mean, I guess uh, here we go. We'll, we'll just get right into week two, and we'll kind of do some of our analysis, and we'll, we'll d- discuss the Patriots uh, further in depth when we get to that game because uh, there's kind of a historic uh, gambling line as far as that game is concerned, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, but here we go, week two in the National Football League. Thursday nighter, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers, the home team, and they are laying six and a half at home bill how do you feel about this one i i think i gotta go with carolina here um carolina they held their own against a real good team um tampa bay looked pretty flat if you ask me um i think carolina can play better than they did against la and on a short week on a thursday yeah i'll, I'll take it the home time every time I agree with a lot of that. I uh, go go with the home team here. I uh, I would say that for sure. Well, that's one of the adages we've had on this podcast: is you really want to look to the home team on these short Thursday games. Um, to me, this line isn't high enough based on what I saw from the Bucks and Jameis Winston through two pick sixes. The Buccaneers should have easily won that game. The Panthers looked damn good. Could Jimmy have won the- did not play very well, and the Forty Nine. No. Won by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That game was also weird. I'm not sure how much you guys had caught. I watched most of the coaches' tape of that game, and there were about eight or nine touchdowns that were called back due to penalties. There were yeah. a lot. There was, of- there was four in the first quarter, I think. It was That's obnoxious. Cool. Yeah. There were so I many flags this week. Eight had at least two. Yeah. Uh, George Kittle went- had two as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was it was disgusting. It, it like it was. Yeah, it was it was such a weird game. I I don't know truly what to make of it. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna make a little prediction here, you guys. And it's gonna be bold. I don't I don't think that uh, I I don't think you guys will think this is light. But uh, this is the boldest prediction I can make. I'm gonna say that uh, in 2020, Jameis Winston is a MVP. 
I, I, I say he wins a football league MVP in 2020. All right, uh, is this going to be an XFL thing? Yeah, I, 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 that's the thing. I think he'll be playing for the Seattle Dragons or whatever the fuck the names of those teams are. <laughs> but I, I, I think Jameis Winston is going to be a uh, is going to be the MVP of the I'll XFL s- next I'll year. Say this um, as a former first overall pick. Um, I don't think he washes out of this league that quickly. He'll be on an NFL roster. Year five, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be backing somebody up. Yeah, but we have conclusive evidence that he is one of the, like, are there 64 quarterbacks better than Jameis Winston? No. no, but you got to move on from him if you're the Bucks. I mean, it's, I agree. You're, you're right. Yeah. He, he can't go to the XFL, got, right? Oh. Yeah. That, but that, like, why why can't he be Russell Wilson's backup next season? Why, yeah, true. You he know had, what I mean? He hasn't done the car wash yet, where he's yeah. where he like he starts for the Bills next year and then is the backup for like or like Washington, Washington like he's like Haskins yeah. backup going into next season. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like spitballing, but uh, yeah, I feel as though that's the sort of thing that could happen. Why why couldn't he be? You know, the backup, like, why couldn't he be Pittsburgh's backup quarterback? Just something like that. Yeah, 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 you're right. Like, yeah. obviously, that's just a joke. That the yeah, no, I, I knew what you meant, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. He. But I certainly really... don't think he'll be starting for a team within a year if he keeps this up. Well, now, I think Tampa Bay can play better than that, but yeah. I still don't think he's very good. Yeah, I think, like, the Bucks have got to move on from Jameis. But, yeah, I he, will say he... this. I, I think from a perspective of just, like, pure yardage and touchdown production, I think that the Arians' offense alone will make him mm-hmm. – better than he is this season fair once sort of thing like this week and next week like last week uh, i don't week we're getting used to it then we got a thursday game but uh you know they've got the giants in week three mm-hmm. i think we might see some things from that offense starting in week three we'll see yeah now we try not to overreact to week one but the problem Every, with me is one week one game where the result doesn't make any sense yeah what was let me just bring week one back up uh what would you guys say i mean I think I know what Craig's going to say. I think I think the key candidate that he's going to say is the Titans Browns game has a uh, heavy chance to be the no effing way game, or not the no effing way game. The the just the game you look back on yeah. and say, hey, wait a minute, based on the yeah. way that weeks two through seventeen went, this yeah. week result makes no sense. Yeah, like the the Titans Brown one, I think uh, has a chance. Um, New England beating the Steelers by thirty, I think, and and looking. <sighs> Really I don't good has a chance to be like the. No, I don't know if it does just because I think like the Patriots are just going to be great all season. Yeah, I just think I, I think, think that yeah. thirty points that game rubbing. is bad team beats a good team. Mm-hmm. I think and that's, I, like yeah. last year the Buccaneers beating the Saints forty eight to forty. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a bad team beating a good team. Yeah, and the weeks two through seventeen obviously backed that up. Yeah. Uh, so you know the, the uh, and, and you know week in, in twenty seventeen. You sort of look back on the the way that week one shook down. Uh, you know, there were a, a couple of different ones that we were. Uh, this is a little bit bizarre as far as bad team beating good team. Um, but yeah, the, the the point is that every now that usually there's a strange, bizarre result week one, and I think this was it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so here we go as we attempt not to overreact to week one, but uh, it appears that Vegas is doing no such thing because the Baltimore Ravens are favored by 13 and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. This line, this is this is too high, right? Like, I, I'm taking the Cardinals well, here. Baltimore right? looked incredible, but they were against a team losing on purpose. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals looked terrible for three and a half quarters. Yeah, and should have lost that game quite profusely, if not for just an absolutely abysmal well, coaching performance, win. right? 
They didn't fair. win. Yeah, fair. <laughs> they didn't lose, though, either. And and it doesn't always happen, but uh, most often than not, the tie ends up being a double win for the two teams involved based on it just kind of winds up as a blank game on the on the standings, and it, it makes your winning percentage. I'll say easier, this right? from, the, from the perspective of the tie. Yeah, I think it was reasonable to watch that football game and, and think to yourself when it was over, yeah. you know what, I'm glad nobody won. Yeah, I, I suppose, but, like, the Lions, I, I don't, like, Matt Stafford is a saint, <laughs> and <laughs> I can't stand any of the crap that gets kicked his way, especially as a Lions fan. You know, I, I, I'll hear, you know, you listen to various podcasts, you just hear people say, oh, you know, he's just a guy who, if it wasn't for Calvin Johnson, he would never have, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about him as a good quarterback. To that I say, fuck you, all the time. He is a damn good quarterback, and the fact that he's been stuck with this quagmire of of just nonsense and bullshit with this franchise is really what's dragging him back. And I'm just like, how many teams that have Super Bowl aspirations would take Matt Stafford over their quarterback right over the current quarterback they have right now? Um, That's a good question. The New England Patriots would. Because Bill Belichick, uh, but only, only vacuum, because Bill Belichick is that much of a of a of an assassin that he would do that. I still think that if you're down by a score and there's two minutes yeah. left in the game, I th- I think I want the yeah. New England quarterback. Uh, the Rams and, would. Uh, that's hot takey. Uh, yeah. The Ra- I, I think you could make the Rams argument. Yes. Yeah. Chicago uh, Bears. Chicago Bears like in a half second in would a do half it. Second. Minnesota. Uh, what about uh, your boys, Bill? I think I think, that, I think that's a dead that's a dead heat. I yeah, I, I think Staff- maybe you would, but no, it's Stafford's not an obvious better, choice. Stafford's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Matt, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. Come on, guys. What are we doing here? Are we talking uh, staff? Yeah, I guess even right now, Kirk Cousins yeah. has played better, but so is Stafford. Yeah. Uh, like right now, switch, w- would I do yeah, it? Cousins threw the ball eight times. What was it, eight times he threw the ball on Sunday? Why, yeah. why, why would you throw Why would you throw? If you're getting they nine yards to run. Yeah, they were carving up <laughs> the place. What's, what's the point of throwing? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, no. We're going to keep getting nine yards a clip, actually. Um, I'll, I'll just say one last thing about the Detroit Lions, and then we'll, we'll get back to the Cardinals-Ravens uh, line. Um, this is the most insulting thing I can I can say to Matt Patricia. Jim Caldwell will not have would not have lost slash tied that game. He would have he he would have got the job done and they and they would have won there. And now it might not have been pretty, but he at least would have trusted Stafford to make a play at the end of the game. I don't know what the hell was going on. And I already hate Daryl Bevel. Uh, Cardinals minus or plus thirteen and a half. What do you think? I, I just think this this is an overreaction to the Ravens. I agree. I, I love Arizona here. So damn good. Now the counter argument to this, Craig, though, would be rookie quarterback making his first road start. Yeah, I, I still I still love Arizona. Yeah, I I just I, I, I against a team that actually is trying to win NFL games. I don't know if I can yeah. trust Baltimore with two touchdowns. Yeah, like this is the type of thing where it's like, you know, we talk about looking back on week one and being like, boy, that outcome was weird. Uh, I I think by like week eleven, we'll look at where the Ravens and where the Cardinals are, and the Ravens will probably be like ahead of the Cardinals, and they certainly should be favored in this game. But I think we'll look back and be like. The Ravens got 13 and a half? Yeah, why the is Cardinals, this seven? Right? Yeah, like, like this seven? I, I think it should be seven. And and the Cardinals, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's impossible that they win this game, but like. That said, I, I will say this about the Ravens. Yeah. The, Lamar Jackson made some great throws. Yes. And I know there it was against Miami, but Lamar Jackson made some great throws against an NFL defense. And if he's making throws like that all season. 
the Ravens are going to be real good. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 yeah, I definitely think they're they're making the playoffs. But I mean, I just I can't. I don't get know. Over through, through week one, it looks like they're the best team in the NFC North by a significant margin. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But uh, you know, again, that's another overreaction type thing, which we'll get to later. Um, next game. The San Francisco 49ers head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. I should mention we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, ten one o'clock games, and only three four o'clock games. Oh, I, ah. Why? Fell. Yeah, why? I spent, last week it was so great. It was like seven it was and seven. seven. Five. Yeah. It was, seven. it was wonderful. Oh, it was, it was, it was so glorious. It's going to break Scott Hansen's brain. Yeah, I don't care for it. Billy, the 49ers heading to Bengals. This line opened up at Niners minus two, and the Sharps jumped all over it. The Vegas is, they're huge Niners fans this week because the Sharps jumped all over the Bengals when they were plus two, and now the public has come in and bet the Bengals, uh, who are minus one now. Even So the public and the Sharps are on the Bengals' side, so Vegas uh, needs the 49ers for their lungs this week. Uh, Bengals minus one. What do you think, Bill? I think I like the Bengals here. I agree. Uh, They're going to be one of my five. I, I, had yeah. them, I had them at the plus two, and I still kind of like them at the plus one. The Niners came out and played crappy and beat an even crappier team, and the Bengals came out and and played a close game with a fairly good team. Um, They're at home, and they're, yeah, give me the Bengals. And usually the the Bengals have historically been reliable. Mediocre every year. Weeks one through three. It's the middle weeks where you're like, should I trust these guys? And the answer is emphatically no. But, or Dalton on prime time. Yeah, Dalton is not a bad quarterback. Um, uh, when no one's watching. <laughs> fair. Uh, uh, shots fired, Bill. Uh, uh, but the the one, they were aided a little bit by that one touchdown that was like a pseudo Hail Mary at the end of the first play where uh, the Seahawks uh, defender, I think his name was Thompson, did like a weird like Raheem Moore, sorry, Craig, impression trying mm-hmm. to like slap a ball like he's like i got it and it's like no you're four yards in front of the ball what the hell are you doing right like and then, <laughs> and then ross was just kind of like hey i can't believe this ball is gonna get to me and then jogged to the end zone it was strange uh garoppolo looked like trash uh the only reason the niners were like but uh, like a weird game that i'm not sure what the takeaways are because of just the sheer amount of penalties that happened in, yeah. in, in that niners bucks game uh Bengals, Bengals minus one craig what do you think uh, I'll, I, I'm probably taking the Bengals, mm-hmm. but I really like the Niners defense last week is one thing I'll say. Yeah. And I, one other thing to say about this game, which is Scott Hansen. Oh, this early. Do not show this game. I can't believe it's not Bill's Giants. I guess I, uh, I, I, I would say that the, I, I thought about Bill's Giants, but mm-hmm. on Barkley's in that game fair, and fair. It, therefore the game is relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Hansen don't show this game. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, next up, the LA Chargers are heading to Detroit to take on my Lions, who are, uh, winless and lossless, I guess, uh, going into week two. Chargers minus two and a half. This one was three earlier this morning. So there's been some action coming in on the Lions, and I know that the Sharps are on the Lions this week, but I think the Sharps are just doing the classic thing of playing the home, uh, the home dog. The Lions look good for three and a half quarters. They look damn good, and then I don't know what the hell happened in that in in the back half of that fourth quarter where they went into like a weird prevent defense and let Kyler Murray chuckle all over the field, and then three straight runs into the line and punt it, and thought they were going to win the game like that. But 
Ah, annoying. I think uh, part of it's Cliff Kingsbury just simplifying the play call. To be honest, it might be. It's uh, no, I'm not saying now. Did Pat? Did, did Matt Patricia do a good job in this game? The answer no. is unequivocally no. No. Uh, but I think part of it, from the Cardinals' perspective, was simplifying the playbook a little bit. Yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're correct there. Um, yeah, they were a little cute in the first, in the especially in the first quarter. They they're trying to do like weird like end arounds and shit. So yeah, they 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 got too cute. I will say Kyler Murray looks small, oh boy. <laughs> like, oh boy, did he look small. Like if someone if someone is able to cue him up at some point in this season, it it could be bad. Um Chargers well, I'll play um, for Oakland, man. Uh yeah, yeah, ended up ended up winning a damn good game against uh against the Colts. Uh other than the uh, up, I thought that was the game of the week up until that that crazy Saints Texans game. Uh, Char- Chargers look good heading on the road though as a road favorite. What do you think, Craig? I like the Chargers here. Hmm. I just think the Chargers are good. It's possible. I and look, they're I know they're banged up, yeah. but uh, they, I, I think they yeah they needed overtime to win last week, but I think they needed that against a good team too. Like yep. uh, those teams, I think are both good. Um, Colts are going to make us money this week, uh, this this entire year. I feel like the Colts are going to make us money. The, I'm going to be on them a lot because they're just they're under they're undervalued again this week. Sorry, continue, Craig. Uh, no, I just like the I just like the Chargers here. I think that they're I think they're better, and I know that it's the uh, West Coast team playing the one o'clock game, but I still think the Chargers are better. Uh, what say you, Billy? Kind of like the Lions. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm just playing the home dog on this. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, don't know what I think saying. the Chargers like is Eckler's not going to run all over the Lions like he did, you know. And if the Chargers oh, can adjust to play their usual game where they're throwing it to Keenan Allen 38 times, uh, then maybe they can get a, a win out of this one. But I think it'll at least be a close game. So give me the points. The Chargers. Well, you know, Philip Rivers had three touchdowns, and I guess two of them were to Eckler, but. Uh, the, 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 there was a lot of Eckler, but the Chargers, it felt as though never had to go to, hey, we're slinging at Phillip Rivers, and they still put nope. up 30 points this past week. Yep. Um, I, I just I just think that th- that offense is really good. I, I yeah. think that's really, really good. I think this should be a good game. And, and- if I'm Gordon, I'm looking at how good that offense is and thinking to myself, they're probably not going to come to me and say, hey, here's some money. How about the Hawk, though, for the Lions, man? Whoo! He's going to be winning a lot of fantasy leagues this year, I think, provided he stays healthy, knock on wood. Um, I think he's going to be the the rookie guy that like. <laughs> I, uh, my my tight end guy uh, that I was uh, hyping before the drafts this year was uh, was Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, okay. uh, I feel as though delivered week one, so we'll see yeah, if that he can. Had a good week one. Yeah. Um, next game, your boys, Bill. The Minnesota Vikings head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers short home favorites, minus two and a half. How do you feel going into this one after your Vikings with an emphatic victory over the Falcons? It was even worse than the final score because. Everything, all of, like, again, this is why I hate fantasy football, because literally everything Matt Ryan did in that game was garbage time. Like, he did it all in the last six minutes of the fourth quarter when the the Vikings had their fourth stringers out and probably ended up with, like, 25 fantasy points or some garbage. Anyway, it's all bullshit. Your boys, plus two and a half on the road. I mean, yeah, I got to like the Vikings here. The, the Packers played a good team, but they played a real sluggish game. But it was the first game of the season, so, uh, but they didn't look that great um and the vikings looked pretty darn good and i would put atlanta and green bay on similar skill levels and and i think the vikings are better than both so give me the vikings at home oh sorry is this one in lambo yeah it's one in lambo yeah still confident 
I mean, this line opened up at three, so obviously some money's come in on your boys, so they've had to lower it to two and a half. So uh, I, I don't know if that's sharp money or public money off the top of my head right now. Uh, what do you think on this one, Bill? Or Craig? I like the Vikings, I think. They're, I think yeah. just they're better. The, uh, the Packers' offense, like, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm troubled by the fact that you had, like, two plays. Mm-hmm. The Graham touchdown and the Rodgers bomb to Valdez-Scantling, and that was about all you had. Yeah. Like, other than that, and look, the Bears' defense, great. But guess what? The Vikings defense last week made a real good offense look real lousy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a Packers fan, I'm concerned about whether you're moving the ball. And uh, the Packers defense looked great. But you know who really didn't in that week one game was Mr. Trubisky. He was just yeah. flat, flat bad. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that this Viking off, if, if the Vikings are able to control the line of scrimmage against Green Bay the way they did against Atlanta, Minnesota's going to win this game. Like that, like. That was a Viking off. If, if the Vikings offensive line is that good this season, the 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 NFC has got a real problem because that's the that's the one spot on your roster where you're like, hmm. But everything else looks pretty good. Uh, if the Vikings offensive line is that good this season, they are going to be a really really good team. It's hard to beat anyone getting eight yards of carry on the ground. Like like Dalvin Cook had a nice game. He had, I mean, he made some guys miss and did some good stuff. But he's getting the line of scrimmage, and there's no more than five yards of him. So yeah, yeah I would have got four Thanks. yards of yeah. carry. Yeah, like the 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 way that Atlanta front seven was pushed around. Like the Vikings just haven't been able to do that in recent years. And this this era of the Vikings, uh, if, you, if you want to call it the Zimmer era, that's fine with me. But that's been the spot that or quarterback, depending on the situation, where they've they've had trouble. Uh, they did not have trouble there, obviously. Often injury re- injury related, though. Yes. So we're still in week one. Situations where they're playing pl- playing fourth string tackles, but yeah, it looked great week one. Uh, kind of have two things I want to say about this game. One, this is a spot for your boys to really make a statement here, Bill. Like really, like be like, this is we're arriving. We're walking into Lambo. We're gonna lay the smack yep. down on on everything here. It's our division. Yeah, and saying, yeah, this is our division. We're taking it over. Um, Number two is uh, how many more weeks does the Packers offense have to look completely anemic? And this is going back to last season before we say before Aaron Rodgers starts running out of excuses. And and we kind of have to start looking at that guy as, uh, hey, maybe he's not as good as he used to be. It's hard to throw the blame at Rodgers. When he's still winning a lot of games, yeah, you know, like he won this one ten to three, and you can be like, "How come you didn't score twenty four? But it's like, well, you didn't really need to. Yeah. You need four, yeah, yeah. two I guess safeties, that, twice that many, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's just you know, like the entire time it was, it was kind of, oh, Mike McCarthy's holding him back, or this year he got hurt, or this year he's got the, you know, it's it's either been injuries. It's never been Aaron Rodgers' fault, but you know, now all of a sudden. It was now he was playing uh, the best defense in the league last year and and on the road, so I'm I'm willing to give him a pass. But I mean, like at a certain point, we 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 gotta start seeing some because we, we haven't seen it in a long time where Aaron Rodgers has been uh, his dominating, Not a full dominating game. self. I mean, yeah, probably two of those drives mm-hmm. he was carving them up like a cake. But yeah. um, you certainly haven't seen a full game of Aaron Rodgers doing that uh, in quite a while. Uh, here's the thing with the Packers. Let's say they lose this week. Mm-hmm. Home to Denver next week, which should be a win. Then you got Eagles, you've got the Cowboys, you got at Kansas City and at the Chargers back to back in a couple weeks. Home to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like they like it's uh it's it's a tough schedule for them. 
And even like, I mean, you you sound like you're down on your Broncos already, but I am. I, I mean, that's it's not exactly a great offensive line there in Green Bay. I'm not I'm not like willing to say that no, the Broncos. But that said, I, th- I thought the same thing about the uh, Oakland game with their tackles. I'm like, oh, okay, they have terrible tackles, and the Broncos have Brad Miller, and Von Miller. This should be fine, and it was not. Um, I think that was more of a, the football gods had something to say. They're like, listen, we put the Raiders through a lot with this Antonio Brown nonsense. And like, and we've ritually, and and this is another thing that we've said, the 10 o'clock week one, Monday night game is one of the weirdest games of the year. Oh yeah. The the outcome is always one of the, like that's, we didn't mention that when we were talking about the, remember that. uh, they hear that the Vikings went thirteen and three, and the nine and the and the Niners are just terrible. The Niners yeah. blew them out in that ten o'clock slot, and then yeah. the Vikings went thirteen and two the rest of the way. Exactly right, like yeah, and that was when uh, oh god, uh, the guy who always takes a knee was still playing for the Niners, Colin right? Kaepernick. Yeah, I believe, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. right? How did I forget Colin Kaepernick's name? Wow, I'm gonna get roasted. Um, but uh, yeah, like that that Monday night game that that. West Coast second ten o'clock Monday night game in week one. I don't, I never take anything <laughs> any of those outcomes seriously. And like I said, I think the football gods were kind of just like we're gonna give the Raiders this one because <laughs> that was a heck of an off season for them. Um, Jacksonville is heading to Houston. Houston is minus eight and a half now. Uh, Nick Foles. Broken collarbone uh, out for till at least week twelve. They put him on the IR, so he can't come back until uh, he can't come back until week eleven, I believe. Um, Gardner Minshew was it Gardner Minshew the third or something was his name came in. It didn't look too bad. He actually looked okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is why I believe this eight and a half is kind of an overreaction line. Now I like the Texans. I do think they're going to win this game. Short week for them though. Are, are you willing to give eight and a half against the Jags team that looked pretty good having against, you know, a team with uh, Super Bowl aspirations? And the Jags also lost their quarterback in the first quarter and their best defensive player got himself thrown out of the game. Well, arguably their best defense player got himself thrown out of the game like two seconds later. I don't know. The, the eight and a half seemed a little high. What do you think? Bill? No, I I think it's high. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I take the points here. I mean. The Texans weren't exactly showstoppers. They had some good plays, but it was really a lot of. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think they were great. I think they went into a tough place to play, and they nearly and should have won. Yeah, like yeah, they, but there, was a, there was a lot of plays where the defense, like Texans, didn't earn it. The defense gave it to them. Yeah, that's that's fair, but um, but. I, I, the Texans' offense is going to be real fun this year. Yeah, very good. You look at like Fuller, Fuller, Stills, and and Hopkins. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be tough to deal with. Very good. Um, each one of them contributed big yep. way on the Monday game. I just think I just think this eight and a half. This feels like a public perception line to me, right? Like I don't think anybody actually watched that Jaguars Chiefs game uh, public wise. I think they just kind of looked at the score and were like, ah, the Jags got run out of the building by the Chiefs again. Look at that score. Chiefs with another 40 points. Ah, Nick Foles. Who the hell's Gardner Minshew anyway? And so like eight and a half. And I, I just don't know, um, that I'd be willing to lay, uh, over a touchdown <laughs> with that Houston Texans team just yet. So I think if you're making a play, it's gotta be the Jag. I think you gotta take the Jaguars. Yeah, I think the Texans are going to find it a lot harder to move the ball next week. And when they're finding it a heck of a lot harder to move the ball, they're unlikely to run it up by a huge amount of points. So give me the points in that game. 
Next up, a historic gambling line, gentlemen. Oh, God, I can't even believe I see this. Uh, this is the largest road favorite, I believe, in the history of the National Football League, or at least in the history of, of gambling. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. The Patriots are currently, as of us having this conversation, minus 18 and a half going into Miami. A usual house of horrors for them, even when the Dolphins are terrible. Um... Minus 18 and a half. Wow. And I'm here to tell you, if you want the Patriots, you better get it now because this is going to be 21 at game time. Like, th <laughs> this line is going to go up. Like, like just you wait for it. But uh, I don't know what the hell to do here. One of the gambling adages is you take a home dog. So if you're saying that, you just hold your goddamn nose. And I'm saying get, like, four or five nose, like, like, pay, like fucking clothesline pins to cover your nose on this one because you got to take the 18-and-a-half with the Dolphins. But there's just so many other better lines this week, so even I'm saying stay away from this. Because another one of the gambling adages is you ignore all of the other gambling adages when the New England Patriots are involved, but I'm just not laying 18-and-a-half on the road. I'm just not going to be able to do it. What do you say, Craig? Yeah, I'm certainly not betting on the Patriots. I'm, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm at least willing to consider betting on the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I think it's the only side. It's the only side that I, I believe it, like there's no way the sharps are looking at an 18 and a half and going but there's just so many better lines this week i think that you can just steer clear of this one and don't have to to watch it at all because why would you and my god um i don't even know why we're kind of doing analysis and stuff and i've already said about 19 times in this podcast don't overreact at week one but we're just jerking off until the patriots win the super bowl again aren't we aren't we <laughs> Uh, oh. Like, who's, come on, who's going to beat the Patriots? This is ridiculous. Don't nope, like that attitude. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Bill. Like, I mean, I'm I'm working for it. But, I mean, they, like, they just cut Demarius Thomas, for God's sake. Antonio Brown is probably going to play games for them this year, although that's up in the air as of this point. I would, I would say, it's I would say that you played the game. Yeah, like, and he's probably going to play this game because there's no way they turn around and suspend him fast enough no, for this game, right? No, they can't this quickly, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so probably he'll play this week. They'll let a little bit more information trickle out, and when something yeah. actually damning comes yeah. out, he's going to immediately be kicked off the team, or sorry, suspended, <laughs> and then there'll be the legal thing. But it, like, won't, it won't matter, though. Like, Philip Dorsett, the U, I mean, look like Calvin Johnson out there, and it's just, it does not matter. They're just so much better than everybody. They're so much well run. They're so much well better coached. It's just, God damn it, man. And then you got, you know, team dumbass teams like the Raiders just cutting people and, and letting the Patriots scoop them up, let alone freaking Hall of Fame wide receivers. And God dang it, man. And now that, like, Nesson, I saw, had, like, the when's Gronk going to get back? Does he come back week 11 or week 12 talk? And I'm just like, kill me now. And I just, I wish nothing but horrible things. Like, can something bad happen to the Patriots that, like, on the field, though, not, not off the field. There's tons of off the field stuff. But, like. Well, I mean. I don't want to wish injury. Miami you know, could this week. Yeah, Why don't we just take all our money and bet on Miami? I guess. I don't know. Oh, bad. I mean, you have to hold your nose and take the 18 and a half, but God. Like I said, don't do it because there's better spots this week. Anything to add, Craig? Uh, no. I uh, Other than I think that I'm just going to – I might bet Miami. That's uh, that, They may be one of my five. Yeah. And I know um, it's, 
dumb, but I think it might well, happen. It's uh, <laughs> near near three touchdown home dogs only come around once in a while, Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah. Buffalo Bills heading to New York to take on the Giants. The Bills are favored on the road, you guys. Another public overreaction because they didn't actually watch the Bills and the Jets game. They just saw the final score, but they damn sure watched the Giants get run all over them, all over by the by the Dallas Cowboys. The Buffalo Bills cannot be favored on the road against anybody. Period. You have to hold in your nose and take the Jets, the home the home dog who are who are getting two and a half points. What do you think, Bill? Um Yeah, no, they they played pretty terribly, and it was an ugly game, like a very ugly game. Um, so I agree. I mean, the Giants look good for some minutes. For some minutes. Problem for the Jets, for, or not the Jets, sorry, the Giants. The Giants look good for some minutes. The only it was the defense was, I worry about. Like, yeah. Dak the Prescott problem was there were, whatever he wanted all game. Yeah. The problem for the Giants was there were more minutes that had to be played. <laughs> so yeah. eventually. Uh, 12 wasn't happened. enough. But, like, that Bills game. Other than the I, I like other than the Lions, I would say the Lions and the Jets were the two teams that unequivocally pissed away what should have been an easy W in Week One. Like the Jets, they were up. I think it was sixteen to nothing with I don't know seven minutes left in the fourth or something, and then they just went into the prevent defense and let friggin' Josh Allen carve them up for a little bit. It was it was so stupid. I I, I didn't understand any of it. Just completely took their foot off the gas. Uh, Bills minus two and a half on the road. What do you think, Greg? <sighs> I don't like. I, I'm not betting on this game. Mm. I will watch this game. Uh, I'll take. Uh, I'll take the Giants. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks are heading into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers are giving a minus three and a half on the or at home. Uh, I'm going to take Pitt. I think they're going to be one of my five. I think that uh, they're going to come back from obviously getting their pants pulled down by the Patriots in front of the entire world last week. But I, I, I feel like the Seahawks weren't as good as they are being perceived after that uh, weird win against the uh, Bengals, which could have been a loss. And uh, the Steelers are better than what we saw. We like, I know they don't have Antonio Brown, but they're better than what we saw on Sunday. Um, I fully expect them to be well prepared for this and come out and kick some ass. And, and I, I think they're going to win this. This might be one of my five Steelers minus three and a half. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, and I didn't love Seattle's week one. I, and obviously Pittsburgh is not the best, but, uh, Met, Metcalf like- looked good. Metcalf looked good. There was a lot of speculation about whether or not it, it just, it was so weird about DJ Metcalf, all the talk of him leading up to the draft was either he's going to be Randy Moss 2.0 or he's going to be out of the league by week five. And, and, and like, people talked about it like there was nowhere in between. There was no way he's just a solid first-round receiver, right? And it, it was bizarre to me. But so far, it looks like he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Steelers minus three and a half. What do you think, Bill? I kind of like the Hawks here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Steelers are bad by any means and i think they are going to bounce back from that horrifying loss uh, but i also think these teams in a tough place um uh, yeah it's in, it's at home 
I feel like I want the points in this game. I feel like it's going to be coming down to it. So I'd rather have the points. Colts head to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans getting a three-point home bump. Uh, this is another, I think, kind of – I like the Colts in this spot. Uh, really like what they did. I thought uh, Jacoby Brissett looked damn good. I think they're going to be fine. I've said this over the last couple of weeks on this podcast. And I I, I think there's going to be a lot of money to be made in the Colts because I think – The Colts of, one of my five this week. Yeah, I, I think the lack of Andrew Luck is really going to – you're going to see them getting getting a lot of points. Um, I think this should be a pick. Uh, the Titans, I think we discussed earlier, might have been the team that won the wonky week one no effing way game, which in which their opponent saw like 137 penalty yards or whatever the heck it was. Um, 37 penalties. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what, do you, what do you say about this one, Craig? Colts getting three on the road. Love the Colts. Yeah. Love the Colts. I, I, as soon as I was in the lines this week, I was like, ooh, as soon as I saw that one, I was yeah. like, that's that, that's one for sure. Yeah, definitely one of my five. Uh, what do you think, Billy? Titans uh, minus three at home. No, I, I like the Colts here. I think the Colts lost to a pretty good team. Um, I, I think the Titans didn't look as bad as, as people kind of thought they were, and I think they will still have a fairly successful game here, but I think the Colts are going to win by – you know, seven or more. So give me the Colts. Yeah, I think that, yeah, the Colts can flat out win this game. The, now, during the Andrew Luck era, they own the te- uh, Tennessee. Nobody nobody owned the Titans quite like Andrew Luck. So uh, they'll be a little bit happy to not see that guy behind center uh, for <laughs> for the Colts. But uh, I, I still think Br- I, Brissett's damn good. And um, hopefully they keep just dogging the Colts all year. <laughs> Um, last game of the one o'clock slate, the Dallas Cowboys, who, I mean, it was against the Giants, but, uh, you got to give them credit. They look like they might be, it certainly looks like they're going to make the playoffs and, uh, again, week one, but like, it certainly looks like they just got all their ducks in a row. That offensive line is just really glorious and the defense seems to be quite strong. They're heading to Washington to take on the Washingtons and the Washingtons are getting five at home. This opened up at six and a half and I damn sure took six and a half online. Um, and so did the sharps. And that's why it is now down to minus five uh, sharps all over uh, the Washingtons when, when it was minus six and a half. I still kind of like Washington plus the five. What do you think, Craig? Washington a little frisky against Philadelphia last week. Yeah, I, I I don't love this one. I I think the Cowboys might be really good, mm-hmm. and I, I just they, like, they they lit up the Giants, mm-hmm. and I understand that was all they did is the Giants and the Giants weren't that great, but the Giants are an NFL team. Yeah. Uh, there are thirty one NFL teams, and there's also Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I I just I kind of I'm not I'm not betting Washington here. I I would consider giving the Cowboys the five points even mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, I mean, the counter-argument would be divisional matchup, home team, home dog. You know, it should, should be a close one. Perhaps we're overrating the Cowboys a little bit after after drubbing the uh, uh, Washington. Probably not going to have a 158.3 passer rating in this game. Yeah, one one would think. Uh, I, I think Washington's going to be a little bit friskier. They might be one of my five. I'll have to think about it. If they are, they're like squeezing in in the fifth spot. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Uh, Washington getting five at home. Kind of like the boys. Mm. I, I think they went into that first game and the reason Dak Prescott played such a good game is they didn't use Zeke that much probably because he was holding out until what three days before then or something like that yeah. 
Um, I, I think now they've had a little bit more time to adjust. I think they're going to get back to the basics. I think Zeke will have a big game, uh, and Dak Prescott won't need to have that passer rating uh, because they're going to win it on the ground. So I, I like the Cowboys here. What is the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock? I'm looking at either Seahawks-Steelers or Vikings-Packers. What do you guys think? The game I'm, I I want to watch the most mm. is Ravens-Cardinals. Fair. Yeah, you can get that from a quarterback perspective. Would you consider that the marquee matchup, though, with a minus 13.5 point favorite? Probably Steelers-Seahawks, I would say. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, Vikings-Packers is good, too. But all four of those teams could end up going somewhere in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, though, Craig. That makes sense. You just got to, like... As far as what I'm looking forward to seeing, hey, how does this go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is certainly counts uh first of the four o'clock games the kansas city chiefs are heading to oakland to take on daradish uh coming off a win over your broncos unfortunately there craig uh chiefs minus eight and a half on the road i think you have to hold your nose and take the oakland raiders again now the raiders got some large lines against the chiefs last year and if memory serves me right they covered them both times or at least uh, were in both the games, and maybe the Chiefs scored like a quick, a late one to to cover the spread or whatever. But uh, uh, the Raiders have been in these games against the Chiefs, and uh, you just gotta hold your nose and take that eight and a half. I think. Uh, what, what say you, Bill? Hmm. I hate. The Chiefs are one of those teams, like the Patriots are sometimes, where you just never know when they're gonna start scoring like crazy, and then they sure. won't stop. Yeah, <laughs> there's no mercy rule in effect for those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate betting against the Chiefs when they're playing not a great team. But mm-hmm. yeah, just it's too many points at home. I think you got to go with the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders obviously on one of the shorter weeks, having played that Monday night, uh, the the Monday night, the second half of the Monday night doubleheader. Uh, Greg, Chiefs getting eight and a half on the road. Well, last year uh, in this uh, contest. Uh, Kansas City is favored by 14 and a half in Oakland, right. and they won by uh, 33 points. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so I was wrong earlier. Man, yeah, yeah, 35 to 3 was the final they, score. They, that they game. were in the other one, though, right? Do you have the, like, I, I, I have it up in front of me. Uh, the other game between Kansas City and yeah. Oakland, uh, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs only won by a touchdown, and that game was, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I was going to say, I thought, I'd like, this... There was one game of the Raiders in it. I didn't. I don't think. It, the, the thing is, the Raiders needed to score. Um, the, the Raiders scored two touchdowns in the last uh, seven minutes of the game. Or oh, sorry, oh. They, scored, they actually had scored Kansas City twenty. Uh, they, they scored Kansas City uh, uh, seventeen to seven in the fourth quarter. Like the game wasn't actually close. You know what I mean? It just felt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But uh, yeah, I just I, I remember the as far as the spread goes. Yep. The, yeah. the Raiders definitely covered it. So there yeah. you go. I, I didn't think I Roger Clemens style misremembered that one. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what do you think on this one, Craig? I, I'm not betting on it, but if I did, I, 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 I just think that the, the Raiders secondary is lousy. Yeah. And even without Tyree kill, I just think that Mahomes and like, I just feel as though Andy Reid is going to be like, no, all this. Okay. And they're going to put up 35 points. Yeah. So uh, the question asking yourself is, are the Raiders getting to 25 or I more? Think- God help you if you're against Travis Kelsey this week, and, and honestly, he might have like a three-touchdown type of game. Um, 
Sammy Watkins, Nicole. I wonder what kind. Like, if you're in a deeper league, Nicole Hardman. I think yeah. that, like Tyreek Hill. I'm I'm thinking like, oh, you know what? Mahomes is hitting Nicole Hardman for one deep one. Yeah, probably right. Yeah, uh, so and early too, like halfway through the first quarter, you're gonna be like, Nicole Hardman. He's loose. Yep. Uh, next up, the Chicago Bears. Dub Bears are heading into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Bears minus two and a half on the road. Uh, Bronco or Bears, 10 days rest. Broncos, significantly less than that, having played the devil header, uh, the second half of the double header. Uh, yep, but, the 10 uh, 6 rest, do you? Yeah, that's uh, tough. But at least you didn't, you, you like, uh, I mean, you're not on the road for this one, I guess, but still kind of kind of dumb that they gave you the double header and then uh, the team that had the Thursday night game. Um, the sharps are on your boys. They're on the Broncos. I'm war- I'm I'm just so worried about that that quick turnaround uh, with the double header. What I would the- say is this: of anyone who is doing defensive play calls in the NFL, yeah. Has anyone seen more? Uh, you know what gets Mitch into trouble? Mm-hmm. Vic Fangio. That would that's, be the one. That would be yeah. the one thing I'm feeling good about as a Denver fan going into this game. That's certainly another reason why the uh, why the sharps are all over your boys. Um, you didn't look great offensively. Again, I'm not sure. I, I never take much stock in that that stupid. Uh, as much as I love it, I never take too much stock in the uh, the second game of that Monday for week one doubleheader because it's always weird. And the other thing that you have going for you in this game, Craig, is Mr. Risky sucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? So so that's helpful. Black um, couple of questionable decisions as far as, like, holding the ball too long. But yeah, I was just going to say, how long the ball was. Throws were okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt okay about Flacco's throws week he one. He didn't have any picks, did he? If he did, it was, like, he did one. Not. But, uh, like, yeah, he wasn't he didn't, wasn't making any poor decisions. The game was free of turnovers, that entire contest. Yeah, um, held, but you're you're 100% right. Held onto the ball way too long. Uh, impartial viewer, Bill, what do you feel about this one? Bears minus two and a half on the road. <sighs> Two and a half. Um, I do think the Bears are a better team, but again, Trubisky's pretty bad. So I think you're going to get a real ugly game. A lot of it played on the ground. Um, so I'm going to take the two and a half points um, and, and go with the Broncos. Last game of the four o'clock slate. I cannot believe that this is not the Sunday nighter. Um just bizarre. <laughs> it's not the Sunday Nighter's okay, but yeah. Sunday Nighter's okay, uh, but still. Um, New Orleans Saints head to Los Angeles. Rematch of last year's NFC Championship game that uh, unceremoniously led to uh, us being able to challenge pass interference now. Rams laying three at home. They're getting the three-point bump. What say you, Craig? Rams. Saints on a short week. I think so, too. Um... I mean, this is the correct line. I'm not going to say it's not the correct line. Um, no, I mean, if you want, these two teams are about the same. The Rams are at home, so the Rams by three. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It, it, the the line makes sense to me. I think if you, you uh, I don't think you need to bet this game because the Saints could win this game. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I agree with you that I think the right side is is the Rams minus three. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I'm on the Rams too. I uh, I don't think. I would need to see something a little more impressive from that New Orleans defense to want to bet too much on them. Playing a good team. What would this line be, do you think, if Will Lutz missed a 58-yard field goal? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
It might be the same, but it's probably four and a half. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff, though. Like, yeah, Will Lutz made a, a, a 58-er. There was the, the God Save the Texans. Uh, I God, that final two minutes was weird because I thought, I, I thought it was weird that the uh, the Saints didn't go for it when they had, like, the third and five. I mean, you got Drew Brees, first down, wins it a game because the Texans were out of timeouts. But, you know, like, I'm not going to deride the decision to kick the field goal. But then mm-hmm. they let two 40-yard passes happen in a blink of an eye for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, and that then, was it wasn't the offensive play calling. Yeah, and then oh, the, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but then the Texans went to the friggin' prevent defense when the Saints yeah, are like, that we, was bad. The Saints are like, we desperately need seven yards here, and, and, and Texans are playing the goal line forty yards back. It was yeah, like, what are you like the Saints doing? aren't throwing for the end zone. If they yeah. throw end zone and don't get it they lose like like they, they had one play which is let's try to get like eight yards to at least give will Lutz a chance yeah were they under and, the impression that they didn't have a timeout or something like i maybe i guess it, it but they had the one i mean that that would explain that defense yeah if they if they if, didn't if, if, they had if the timeout, yeah. or whoever's calling defensive plays for the the texans because it wouldn't be below brian thought okay the saints can't use the middle of the field they're out of timeouts that would explain a lot of that defense yeah, because yeah. I mean Booger McFarland, who's not exactly known for his hard-hitting analysis, right before the snap was like, "What the hell is this defense?" <laughs> right? It was like, "What are they doing? The middle of the field's wide open. They need seven yards to make a field goal somewhat easier." And I was like, "Boy, Booger, you're absolutely <laughs> right." Not that seven yard out. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, uh, no, no, they they like oh Drew Brees to Michael Thomas for seven yards. Oh, their very favorite play. Yeah, like, it was either him or Ted Ginn who had a who had you know, some big catches yeah, in that game. Too. Either way, yeah. yeah, it's it was it was not good. But uh, it, it would be boneheaded thought process. But if they actually didn't, if they actually thought the Saints were out of timeouts, it would sort of make sense. Yeah, but even so, man, it was like oh boy, it's crazy uh, how Houston marched the whole field and like. 30 seconds, and yeah. if they just took 45, they might have won. Well, they scored. <laughs> the, their two receivers didn't get covered for 40 yeah. yards right. Like, I mean, what are they New, supposed to do, right? It's like, almost like New Orleans is like, okay, we got to let them score quick here, guys. Yeah. They're so 80 weird. yards away. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Leave Hopkins open. Yeah, they're 80 yards away, and there's only 40 seconds left. And they have no timeouts, coach. Let them score. <laughs> so weird. Oh, just bizarre. But yeah, I, I think you raised a good point, Craig. But I, I, I kind of like the Rams on this one, even though you know the Saints have this one. They got this is a bit of a revenge game for the Saints, and and for my uh, my my Super Bowl ticket, my plus eighteen to one Super Bowl ticket. That said, my my seven to one uh, Patriots tickets looking pretty freaking good right now. The second they signed Antonio <laughs> Brown, it dropped to three to one. If you can believe that shit, <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, Sunday nighter, uh, a line that's moved a little bit. The Philadelphia Eagles heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. This game opened up at a pick and, uh, has been bet to the Eagles minus one and a half on the road. Um, God, the Falcons look so goddamn bad against your boys, Craig or uh, Bill, but man, they are, are, is it inconceivable that the Falcons win this game, Craig? No, it's not inconceivable. It's just uh, the Eagles are a lot better, but the Falcons are. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of stay away from me. I look. I look. Uh, I look forward to kind of watching this because I like. I like the Falcons' aesthetic. I like the aesthetic of the Falcons' building. Uh, what do you think, uh, Bill? Minus one and a half for the Eagles on the road. I think I like the Eagles here. Uh, I, I know the Vikings played a great game and they made Atlanta look like they're not that good. Um, 
but also Atlanta hasn't been that great in a while. Um, and I think the Eagles have been consistently good. So you give me the Eagles. I, I think that's. I think they should be able to win this game by a few. Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I got it, if I, I'm not going to bet on this game, but if I were, I would just hold my nose and take the Falcons, but only because I'm just going with the old gambling adages. Speaking of said gambling adages, the Monday night football game, what a barn burner. The Cleveland Browns and the hype train, uh, it's not like completely derailed, but certainly uh, everybody was like, all right, slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they head to New York to take on the Nye Jets, and uh, the Browns are still favored, minus two and a half on the road, even after that stinker performance. Um, if the Jets hold on to that win like they should have, and let's say they win 16-7 against the Bills, um, is this line, what do you think this line is, Craig? Pick. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think this line would be a pick if, if the Jets had held on to that, to that W, but having pissed it away in the final six minutes of that game. A little bit weird. So people obviously still believing in the Browns with this uh, minus two and a half. Um, I think we're going to find out about, again, it's week two. Uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about um, the Cleveland Browns this week. I think we're going to find out yeah, if they this... come back and they take care of business and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, that was an anomaly. But if they look bad here, it could get real ugly. If this if this is a team, if, if this is a team, you know, like cause, uh, Craig – the Cleveland Browns are a lot like a wristwatch, you know? And in order for a wristwatch to work, all of the pieces have got to kind of be, I'm, I don't know, I'm just kind of coming up with a shitty thing to mock uh, Odell Beckham Jr. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Like, just... I don't know. Don't, just don't be that guy. <laughs> like, what are hey, you doing? Sometimes you're out, you're out in the play and you're running around and you got to know what time it is. <laughs> don't be that guy, man. And you don't want to dig the watch. They look stupid. It's like you're, you're in the NFL. We already know you're rich. Like, you don't have to be stunning <laughs> in the middle of a game. You stunt in the middle of a game by scoring touchdowns and being awesome, which you can do. And he already came out and said, I'm wearing my watch again. And I'm like, you know what? I hope you lose. Right? Like, it's dumb. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. Stout, like, what are the odds of that watch not being in the celebration? Well, I think like, I, if, if, I, like, if you were to bet on the watch not being part of the celebration, if Odell Beckham scores a touchdown, you could get ten thousand to one on that. Yeah, I, I, you're right, and I'm fairly certain that's why. I'm pretty sure he just wore this like this watch I if to some sort of remote that he can like operate a drone from if he scores. Like, what's? <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely like he. he Where's that drone coming from? <laughs> He definitely wore the watch thinking, okay, we're playing the Titans at home week one. I'm definitely going to score a touchdown. And this watch was 115% going to factor into my touchdown celebration. And unfortunately, it never happened for him. And people caught that he was wearing this stupid-ass wristwatch while he was playing uh, football. So now he's got to just own it, right? So I suppose they're a good thing, but... uh, 100% 100% it was to factor into what Odell Beckham thought was going to be like a three-touchdown performance in week one, uh, but just never uh, transpired. Uh, but you're right, uh, Craig, about, like, I, I feel like we're, we're going to learn a lot. It, they're either going to come and take care of business in this game, or we're going to start thinking, hey, is this one of those, you know, the uh, whole is not as good as the sum of the parts sort of a situation w- with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns minus two and a half on the road. What do you think, Bill? Kind of like the 
Jets here, and and the, I don't like the Jets better than the Browns. I just think the Jets often find themselves in these games that are separated by a point. Um, these aren't particularly good teams. They aren't particularly bad. No, they are probably particularly bad teams. Uh, but I think it'll just be it'll be a close game. It's going to come down to a field goal. I I think I just rather have the points. This is the don't trust either of us match of the week. I've got to be yeah. honest, right? Like, yeah, no I, one's investing in either of these. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of sharp money in the Jets, but not a significant amount. And so, the, you know, not all of the sharps are on the Jets, but some of them are. And I think those few are just playing the home dog scenario. But, man, I have a hard time trusting either of these teams with my money right now. This is, yeah, this is the unreliable bowl right here as far as gamblers are concerned. Oh, my Lord. Bizarre. Um, all right, so that's it for week two. All that's left to do is to do our picks. Craig Needles, uh, you and me are tied for first, 3-1-1 one, and one after one. Bill, rough, uh, rough week one, one and four. Uh, but uh, you're going to bounce back right now, Billy. Why don't you go ahead and give me your four picks? Yeah, so I'm going for Arizona, mm-hmm. the Jags. The Colts, all the best teams in the league, obviously. <laughs> Aha, the Cowboys and the Vikings. Indy, Dallas. Yep. And Minnesota. Let's see. Jacksonville is currently getting eight and a half. Indy, I know, is getting three. Dallas is laying five. And Minnesota is getting two and a half. Craig Needles, who you got? Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Chargers uh, giving up two and a half there. Mm-hmm. Taking the Colts. I'm going to take the Rams. And um, Miami Dolphins. Nice. You're you're taking some serious points this week, Craig. Oh my God! Let, let, I wonder if I were to add this up, if this would be the the most points any of us has ever taken in a in, in single week. I, I, I'm at at least thirty one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Lord. Um, I'm gonna make it a couple of clean clean sweeps here. I'm also taking the Colts. I'm also taking the Cardinals. I'm going to lay the three and a half with Pittsburgh. I, I, I think they're going to come out and lay the smackdown on the Steelers and, and make up for that, that total week one embarrassing embarrassment that they, uh, they put forth there. Um, I'm going to lay the one with Cincinnati against the Niners. I, I believe that I just flat out believe that I think, I think they might be better than the Niners. And uh, I mean, that's not saying much, but I'm worried about Jimmy G and I'm, um, I think if this continues for the Niners, we might start seeing the lines get a little bit longer. So I'm going to try to get that in. And I'm having a little trouble with the fifth one here. I am leaning towards the Broncos or the Washingtons. Those are the two I'm staring at. The only hesitation I have on your Broncos, Craig, is just that massive amount of rest the Bears got for this game. And your team uh, has not. So I'm I'm going to... I'm just going to take one of my gambling adages, and I'm, I'm going to take the Washingtons. So I'm going to go against Bill, and I'm going to say the Washingtons plus five at home. Okay. And uh, I'm going to say getting points in a divisional matchup at home. I'm just going to do it. 
It's going to do it. So Pittsburgh, Indy, Cincy, Washington, and Arizona for Matt Pierce this week. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Got to get those download numbers. Uh, the three of us will be back next week to break down week two and discuss week three probably around the same time next week. And I think that'll be it. Nothing planned for the other side of this podcast. Uh, Because, again, there's not much going on in September and October. Uh, A lot of the nerd stuff ramps up. So, until then, you're just getting the three of us with some football coverage on this uh, podcast for now. But uh, I'm glad about that because I love doing this. Uh, Craig Needles, Bill Needles, thanks for doing this again, you guys. Thank you. All right. Good talking to you. And we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Mm